psychosis Why they wanna hit me with the diagnosis Why they wanna make sure my mind closes Conspiracy my ass, they want us to die fast Exposes, psychosis If you wouldn't mind, blow this Get deep, get mind blowing, got mind going Psycho shit, I hope this Wait, shoot the fuck up Hi, welcome to the Human Condition Podcast. I'm your host, Max Manning. Um, I want to preface my first introduction into the platform with a uh, apology for the format right now. I was expecting to actually have a interview with a theologian, but under less fortuitous circumstances, I was forced to do a monologue, which uh, is definitely not what I wanted to be my main introduction and aim to the platform. Um, Yeah, I wanted to give basically an interview, but uh, it is what it is. So I want to start with a concept of sociology or just in general social cohesion on the production of authority. There's a lot of house bills that are uh, being passed under the radar while they create social division and force us to fight and divide while under, you know, introduced diversionary tactics of, say, Roe v. Wade, simultaneously eroding the general rights and authority and inducing a fortification of the authority of the state. Uh, I live in Arizona, you know, just giving you a little bit of a introduction. So where I live, Arizona, and, um, you know, I've lived all across the U.S. I've noticed that there's a lot of social division through racial identity and, uh, Maybe that has nothing to do with the concept of authority, the basis of the state, but um, I believe it's another method to allow a division, like I've said before. So uh, Brett Kavanaugh is one of our representatives, and I've noticed a trend of his proposed bills induced and really just generally around a centralization and main theme to police reformation. So we all agree, and I think there's a general consensus, that the reformation or reformation and uh, just, you know, reforming police structure is a bipartisan concept among the dichotomy of our political state but how he's doing it is is kind of interesting so i'm going to pull up this first bill it's a house bill 2319 by arizona legislation from house house representatives uh at first it was much more egregious and blatantly destroyed our rights to freedom uh they revised it and it was passed unfortunately it was still passed uh they revised it by eliminating the necessity to compliance of the officers to allow your 
recording of civil or lawful police activity. So they're gonna they're gonna re- let you record under an eight feet limit. Which I mean, I guess if you preface a kind of an understanding or like you know just a common sense law where it's like uh, yeah maybe you shouldn't interfere with the ability of civil servants to provide the service uh, they were supposed to be given to the populace but it it it, it revised section A which was very important uh, it no longer requires your immediate consent of the officer to record them so you no longer have to ask them to record but uh, it's an interesting thing. They removed that, but they passed subsection C. And uh, this is the really important thing. This is where they always create diversionary tactics and manipulation through overexciting one aspect and ignoring the key focus of your civil liberties being deteriorated over time so we have subsection c this section does not establish a right or authorize any person to make a video recording of law enforcement activity that that that's blatantly against the uh pre-established or like precedent already set through civil rights law federally and was introduced formally through the Civil Rights Committee of Third Circuit Appeals in California. Um, They're already destroying by ascertaining that you do not have a right to your First Amendment because the justification to right of recording police activity was under the First Amendment clause. Uh, that's kind of interesting. Like they are already, already automatically presuppose the position that you are not civilly justified in your actions, and you do not have the right to record police activity. Which, which if there's not a catalyst to civil or uh, the populace to check the balances through an objective empirical means of evidence, then how are you supposed to stop civil rights abuse in general? Uh, I think this is one of the main checks of why California passed the uh, through the Third Circuit of Appeals, in, of Civil Rights Appeals. I think this is why they passed it, is to uh, provide power to a generalized population under civil rights abuses. They did have major I want to say like uh, major uh, history towards police brutality, especially during the LA riots. You know, I wasn't alive during them, but the LA riots definitely had a huge impact uh Socio- in socioeconomic uh, legislation. You could also say, you know, homosexuals m- 
and their rights to, uh, anyways, yeah, yeah, so, the, the fucking civil rights movement for the gays, the civil rights movement, the LA riots against police brutality, all of this is a echoing ramification to their cultural impact of induced brutality through the state and you know I don't want to mention the thing because it's going to give me a little gay ass uh, warning and navigation to say blah 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 you know we all know the pandemic so the pandemic definitely introduced all sorts of oversight to civil rights abuses and um we're gonna keep seeing it we're just gonna keep seeing it centralized power of the state through legislation while you fight about moral degradation of things that just have less relevance in the grand scheme of things uh so that's kavanaugh introducing 319 i've at 2319 i've actually been following that for quite a while they passed it um, and, you know, I, I hope that it goes to an appeal for federal court uh, mandating and dictating that it is uh, unlawful and is a civil rights abuse. Definitely under the precedent, one will have to uh, fall to the other. Is it a state oversight or is even the ability and right to record to offer testimony uh, that can supersede the presupposed position of a centralized authority. You don't really have a defense if you can't provide empirical evidence to support your anecdotal testimony. And that that's kind of important. Yeah, because you know they're always gonna everyone is always gonna take the state or the authority's uh, view of things over anecdotal evidence of the victim or, you know, say, the perpetrator. So we do see this bill is definitely in the interest of police reform, but it's an argument as to whether it's oversight from the government. That's just one. So we have uh, over here, we have uh, House Bill 2159, also proposed by Kavanaugh. I mean, I like Kavanaugh better than Mark Kelly, but, you know, let's just let's just focus on what I feel like his main attributes lately to House proposals for our general population is in the interest of uh, major police reformation. It, so we have House Bill 2159, and that is definitely uh, already engrossed. It hasn't passed yet. Uh, it has one revision so far, and I think the House Minority Leader, uh, Democrat, I for, I for, he proposed a revision through a amendment to the clause, but we also have... Uh, Hearing, so we have su uh, subsection H of one, no, uh, yeah, one, 
under the House Bill 2159. Uh, it's revised. You can see the blue text if you pull up the HTML document under azlegislation.gov. Uh, so subsection H, the hearing officer, administration law, judge, or appeals board may take into consideration violations of this article as mitigation in determining discipline to federal officers. He's already advocating for the ability for the state to dictate your right. And you know what? Let's go back to 2319. Uh, if, if an officer um, comes into your proximity, because you know they always do it, they, 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 they separate themselves and induce a uh, civil... Ah, which were, you know what? They, they separate themselves and they try to downplay the political interest over observation. Because everyone's always curious. If you see something going on, you're going you're gonna to rubberneck. You're going to look over and you're going to be like, what the fuck's going on now? And, and so they separate themselves. If they, if they have multiple officers at the scene to uh, secure the site, then you definitely have an interest for the officers to approach the uh, bystander. And if that if they approach the bystander, they're now within eight feet of the criminal act or the proposed police activity. Um, they they go into this the, this bill on two three one nine. They actually define the presupposed definition of or they define the definition of what it means for activity of police but uh can that be an oversight can they misuse that and if you don't have the ability to record their ability to approach you and lawfully suggest that you cannot record because you're now within eight feet of activity of police then again, you also have that subsection that stops the initial right of your – you don't have – you literally do not have a right to record. So if they tell you to stop and they approach you, um, you're now within the bounds of police activity and you have to uh, – you literally have to abide by it and walk away. Now the original one was much more egregious, like I said, but it's okay. Let's go back. It's just I, I just wanted to point that out that maybe um, it can be oversight through perception just by the approximation and approach to stop interest of the public because there's activity going on. You know, you're like, oh, what the fuck? So I, I got a, I got an anecdote to tell at work today. So uh, I saw these officers fucking arresting this motherfucker. And you know, okay, subsection 8, hearing officer administrates law judge. Subsection H of House Bill 2159, they can literally redefine, or they can eliminate and mitigate the disciplinary action of a egregious behavior of civil rights abuse of the officer. Uh, they they literally now have the ability to. It's not an objective discipline. Uh, it's now a 
subjective understanding of how the courts of appeals or the judge or appeals board considers the violation. It, it, there's not an objective and you know there's a there's a judgment about term rights you know term limits mandatory minimum term limits is is an argument but that's beyond moral consideration here now you also have under the subsection a under polygraph examinations an employer may not administer a polygraph examination to a law enforcement officer in an administrative investigation. So they're allowed to induce a form of evidence that's not admissible even though the uh, proven history of that uh, evidence is circumstantial at best that an individual might be more susceptible due to um, a higher anxiety to examination or producing a false positive through uh, uh, intimidation. So they're allowed to have a form of evidence, but for the general public to validate any claims about objective imperial empirical uh, guilt while simultaneously exonerating their own ability to provide and offer this form of evidence to their own structure so they now are a group that enforces the law and has a diacometric system of evidence-based um, well, like they're they're expecting different expectations for the general public compared to expectations of themselves, who are the ones uh, enforcing the law. Once again, that's a I think that's a pretty egregious act uh, to civil rights, not directly, but um, I think that that's very important that that uh, should be outlined. So there is also another revision to House Bill 2159. It hasn't passed yet. There's there's more revisions going on. It, has, it needs to pass. You know, the saying needs to go through your civil rights, court of appeals, you know, and I, I won't even go over ACLU. I think, they're, I think they're fucking bullshit nowadays, but it's all right. In uh, subsection B, to the eight calendar day of uh, 38110, uh, time limitation on disciplinary action against law enforcement officer. Notice of findings, exceptions. If in the course of an investigation, multiple law enforcement officers' evidence discovered that exonerates the law enforcement officer or fails to sustain any wrongdoing, the employer shall issue the individual law enforcement officer a notice of findings. The employer may continue to order the law enforcement officer not to discuss or disclose any information regarding the investigation except to the law enforcement officer's legal counsel, which could be a union, the um, union representative for the state officers spouse and re a representative medical provider 
So simultaneously offering uh, a way to mitigate through compliance to state authority, they now limit your ability to explain or disclose any information to your allegations. So they're offering a quid pro quo here. They're giving you the ability to exonerate yourself, mitigate your charges. Uh, they now ed completely admiss a whole uh, route and form of evidence that's generally dictated on the general population while simultaneously expecting your compliance to disclose disclosure of state information. Now there's a lot of other shit they revised, mostly smaller, you know, pre including pre-employment physical behavioral and psychological evaluations to detain your ability to competently provide the social service you're expected to. Um, and most of this is all superficial. I think that those were the two main aspects, the well, three main aspects, uh, the revision to mitigation through counsel, um, definitely admissing or removal of the admission to evidence that's uh, generally given as empirical evidence to the state, and also the expectation of compliance to the hierarchy system of power through disclosure of information. Those are definitely, I think, the main parts to uh, the House Bill 2159. And uh, these are all by Kavanaugh. We're, we're not even done here. We're not even done here. So uh, we have over here, and these are all, I think that's pretty interesting, um, that every single one of the recent House bills proposed by Kavanaugh are all induced of the reforming of police expectation or police, you know, given standard status quo. So over here, this is uh, House Bill 2015, law enforcement video recording requirement. So I think the main part of this bill, now there's little caveats between how the language is represented through the exercising of this bill, but uh, I believe definitely 381121 uh, subsection A, definitely the main part, before a law enforcement agency releases a copy of a video recording from a law enforcement officer's body-worn camera to the public, the law enforcement agency must redact any portion of the video recording that shows the face or an identifiable feature, body part, or any person who appears in the video recording if the person is not the subject of a police investigation or enforcement action and on any of the following applies. So number, number, number eight, or A, definitely, of this uh, sets the tone that they can stop the public disclosure of information that's given to us through rights of FOIA. A FOIA request should be able to retain an objective 
And, and once again, they use a small deterioration to rights and justify it through the action of, you know, here's subsection 1 of A, defining what it means of any of the following. A person is a victim or witness to a crime. That's naturally. You want to protect the individual who's reporting the action, and you don't want ramifications to their compliance with authority. That's that. I mean, you can you can definitely agree that that's. Uh, I mean, that's pretty good. You know, you want to protect the person who's who's trying to create a third party resolution to the outcome, and that's pretty good. You know, but then again, they justify it. What does that really mean? That you want to stop the disclosure of a video recording until it's redacted, and now there's tons. Of explanation and tons of fallback from video recordings that were civil rights abuses you know several of them I'm not even gonna go over George Floyd I mean that's that's a debate within itself eventually I might cover what it means for overreach and over aggression and what is a justification to what level of force an officer should induce in a situation but that's not the point the point is they're able to literally not disclose under a FOIA request a freedom of information act they're literally allowed to stop the disclosure of information for transparency of the government under a justification of redaction that's a pretty big deal Let's not even go over the fact. Oh, actually, I want to. Let's go over the fact. What does it mean redacted? Can there be large portions of video just literally missing? Do they have to blur out the individual who's giving a testimony? If they literally have the justification for removal of large portions of video, there's no ability to say that when they perform a civil rights abuse that they can just cut out the sections of their abuse and say it was rejected under any form for uh under this clause so i mean once again we have a small justification morally written within bad legislation and it might get revised it might two three one nine did and it was definitely beneficial they removed a subsection of A where they required you to get the consent of the officer to even record, but they still have that other subsection where they remove your right in general, even though it was already given as a precedent, and blah, 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 you know, uh, you, they're just civil rights. You should have your ability to um, police the policers, watch the watchmen. Okay, so that's that's subsection A of of the title, and that's the main thing I think is a good thing. Most of it all is just them justifying the action of redaction, but uh, without defining. I think it's pretty funny. They define almost everything in every single bill when it's beneficial to the uh, police's activity. We're going to define what it means for police activity uh, through subsection 2319. We're going to define what uh, approximation you should um, be able to engage in that activity 
and we're going to define what it means for the uh any person located in either and giving you an, a representation of how this bill should pull out. But what they don't define is how they understand the definition of redaction. And people use logical manipulation and circular reasoning um, under their benefit. That's just natural, especially when you have large unions that are a social service and advocate for them, there's going to be a manipulation through language to achieve a more beneficial outcome. So why do they not define what redaction is or how they should even perform this redaction? And this is again written by Kavanaugh, 2015 House Bill. Main part, main part was A. There's, there's small stuff. There's small stuff. They, they talk about how you can give a waiver to redact your right, or to give the right for full disclosure. So, I mean, if there's large individual coordination, there should be ability to um, get that individual to sign a waiver to produce a objective view of the engagement. But still prefacing most of his local or most of his recent bills have all been passed in the benefit of the state and how they define law enforcement. Introduced version refining what body cam image should be